0: Have you ever incorrectly identified a voice? I know it's harder to do that today because we have, you know, caller ID on our phone and, you know, you get a phone call and it pops up. But that wasn't always the case. Before you just get a, the phone would ring and you had to hope you had recognized the voice. I've done it. I've done it a hundred times. And sometimes it's not on the phone, but there's times on the phone I've thought it was care. I'm like, what's up, baby? Uh, this ain't baby. This is Peter. Just checking in on you. Oh, sorry. Or how about this? Any of you moms, go to, go to a grocery store, go to a Target, and you hear one two-syllable word, and every mom in the place turns. What's that word? Mommy! Every mom is like, sounds like my kid. Not my kid. My kid's right here. But we misidentify it for a moment. How about this? Have you ever gotten a phone call or gotten a text or gotten an email, you recognize the voice. You recognize the person, and in that that call, that text, that email, you were given instructions. And as soon as you were given the instructions, you forget. I do that. Hey babe, can you take out you know the, the meat from the freezer? Can you take out the chicken, you know, and, and you know move it to the fridge. Absolutely. Four hours later, I'm like, oh, man, I'm getting hungry. What's for dinner? Chicken. Ah, Run to King Super's, get a fresh <laughs> chicken. Run back. You know, it's, it's interesting because this actually happened uh, to me last night. Last night, I texted Cadence because Kara and I were out. Cadence was at home. And I'm like, so I even wrote down the text. I said, uh, can you please go outside and lower the flag to half-mast? It's 9-11, and I totally spaced doing that. So, like 20 minutes later, Cadence says, and and, and she normally likes when I use her as an example. She might not like this one. Um, Cadence said, I just saw this. I'm sorry. Do you still want me to do it? When I saw that, I thought of us in our relationship with God. Hey, God, I just remember you said this. Do you still want me to do that? God, I just read that this is how you want me to respond in this situation. Is that still your opinion? Is that still what you want for me? We're currently in a series right now called Voices, in which we're talking about all the different voices in our lives and the influence, the weight that we give those Voices. And I've said this every single week, and I will say it every single week that, that we're on this series. We should not give every voice the same amount of weight. What are the different voices? The voice of God. The voice that comes from reading His scripture, the Word of God. The voice of self. I mean, the, we, we self talk all day long some good, some bad, some indifference. The voice of the enemy we have an enemy and the bible tells us that satan's purpose is to steal from us to kill us to destroy us to rob us and he doesn't show mercy in doing so our god is greater but we need to understand we have an enemy and he speaks to try and tear down to try and lie to try and distract and manipulate and then there's other voices that we might think are you know they're just normal normal voices you know natural voices they're you know, the voices of pop culture or media or news or different influences in our life. And I'll go so far as to say, I don't think there's anything normal about them. But we have to recognize the voices, discern what's being said, and respond to them appropriately. So today, that's what I'm talking about, is recognizing and responding. Recognizing the voices and responding to them. If you'll turn in your Bibles to James chapter 1, um, we're going to be there for, for a big chunk. We're going to read verses 19 through 22. Um, there's just a great passage of Scripture that, that speaks to this. So if you'll turn to your Bibles or your Bible apps, James chapter 1, verse 19. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen Slow to speak. And slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. I love that, by the way, because I love that it specifies human anger. Because, see, Jesus said, be angry and sin not. But what do we do most of the time that we get angry? We sin. Jesus showed showed his emotions as well. And Jesus showed anger, but he didn't sin when he was angry. So it says here, uh, human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. Basically, insinuating here that that God's righteous anger does produce that, that righteousness. So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives. And humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts. For it has the power to save your souls. But don't just listen to God's word. Don't just listen to what He has to say. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. We are told in Scripture here that there, there are voices and that we need to be quick to listen. And I love what comes next. Slow to speak. That's still in verse 19. Quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to get angry. What I see here is that there is a processing that is to take place. There is to be a thoughtfulness that's to, to take place when we hear, when we listen. Now, the direct context of this um, is talking about the body of Christ. So James is talking about the body of Christ. He's talking about um, uh, caring for one another and also but like being in God's word and hearing from Him. So that's the context. But it also applies to all the voices in our life. There should be a a discerning of spirits, which is one of the gifts of the Spirit, that takes place when when we hear one of these voices in our life. And we should reply with questions. We should reply with dialogue, no matter what voice we think that is. You realize that in Genesis, before man was even created, we see God talking. God, God talked amongst themselves. The Father and the Holy Spirit The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit had dialogue with one another. They talked with one another. Then when we see man created, again, we see dialogue with man. So Adam was created. We see dialogue with Adam. Then we see Eve made, and then we see dialogue even again. If We turn to the very back of the Bible, into the book of Revelation, and we see John, the Revelator, writing this on the the Isle of Patmos alone, in solitude. And what do we see? Dialogue with God. God talking. God giving John stuff. John writing it down. I guarantee when you read Revelation, there's times that John had to have been like, uh, can you repeat that one again? I just need to make sure I'm hearing you right. Can you repeat that and talk slower because I'm like super tired right now. God is always talking. He always desires interaction. God's always talking. I think a lot of times we hear Him. I don't know how great we are at recognizing. I don't know how great we are at reciprocating that conversation. And I don't know how great we are at responding to what He says to do. We've gotten good at hearing. But not so much at doing, and we're told here to not just be a hearer of the word, but to be a doer of the word. I hear you, bro. I hear you, bro. We have phrases like that. Hey, do you hear me? Are you are you hearing me? And a lot of times we just we just dismiss them. I hear you, bro. Okay, you hear me. You hear me. What did I just say? Huh? What did I just say? You said you hear me, bro. What did I just say? What do you mean? You you were talking about. Food. You always talk about food. You're talking about the Raiders. No, man, you totally missed what I was saying. We're not great at hearing each other. I I heard something interesting recently. He said one of the best um, gauges for the depth of a relationship is somebody that can celebrate your victories. Because most people aren't good at celebrating victories. We share a victory, right? We share something awesome. I just got this incredible promotion at work. I just had this incredible thing happen to me. And what do we do? Oh, cool. Hey, me too. I just got blah, blah, blah. Man, that's brutal, right? It's absolutely brutal. We should pause and say, oh, my gosh. Tell me about that promotion. Tell me about how you feel. I'm so proud of you. That was amazing. What, what comes with that? Is there, is there a pay raise? Are there new responsibilities? Do you have more people? Like, tell me about it. And we should celebrate those moments. And I love that that was um, conveyed in, in the, in the uh, context of indicators of depth of friendship. At the same time, how often do we share something that's difficult or challenging with one another? I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. And since we don't really know what to say, we just kind of leave it alone. Or we think, well, they'll feel better if I share my crappy thing that happened. Well, yeah, me too. I, you know, blah, blah, blah. Instead of going, hey, um, man, thank you for trusting me with that. I I don't know what to say. That's, That's pretty heavy. Uh, how are you feeling? How that impacted you? Um, hey, let me, let, me, let me pray for you, and then can you just kind of like, share how that really hits you? I mean, that sounds heavy, but let me pray for you, and then do you mind just kind of, you know, staying vulnerable and kind of sharing some more? We pray for him and then say, okay, I'm listening, I'm listening. How awesome would that be? See, it's not enough just to hear something, to acknowledge something. We have to respond with that doing part. See, we're not called to do church. I just, got said, I just got done saying we have to do the doing part. But we're not supposed to just do church. We're supposed to be the church. And to be the church, we have the heart of God within us, and we have to respond with that heart. I read this passage and and I think if we are implementing the word of God in our lives and if we're executing the word of God in our lives if we are walking it out then we're going to thrive. If we're not just being hearers of the word but doers of the word then we're going to thrive. But we're not just meant to be this stagnant reservoir that just takes it in and then doesn't speak back out. That takes it in and then doesn't respond in dialogue with the Lord. God loves any bit of dialogue. When I was a youth pastor back in the day, I used to tell kids this and, and the parents, oh, they cringe a little. They're like, ah, oh, youth pastor, he's such a wild card, such a maverick. I don't know if that's true what he said, but I would tell the young people all the time, I'm like, as long as you're talking to God, it's good. You, you, can, you can be angry, you can be sad, you can cuss, and God's not going to be offended. He's not easily shaken. He just wants you to be real. You don't have to, to mix your words. You can be real with your God. Just like you can be real with your best friend. So throw it all out there. Vomit it all out there. He loves you. He's listening. Parents will be like, Oh, you just told my kid to get cuss. He is too much already. And I mean it. I mean it. You think our God's offended by any of the the words that we could come up with when we're sharing, like pain or hurt or anything, you think he gets, you think he oversees the hurt and focuses on the word on the F bomb or on the whatever bomb, the Z bomb, or I don't know, whatever. It's, it's, I don't know, it's representative. God wants dialogue, verse 21. So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word that God has planted in your hearts for it has the power to save your soul. For it has the power. Your soul is your mind, your will, your emotions. It has the power to, to just transform those hard places, those difficult places. It's interesting, Kara told me a story that kind of goes along with this getting rid of all filth. That at the preschool that she works at, Acorn School in, uh, in Boulder, um, she was just in a one year old's class and now she's in the preschool class and she's getting ready. Do you guys know that, that we're going to be opening a Christian preschool um, in a year or so? Um, and Kara's going to be the director and it's going to be Christian curriculum and we're going to reach our community. by by providing a a Christian preschool. It's going to be amazing. So Kara is now in the preschool class, but she used to be in the one-year-old class. And this is interesting, what they taught them. They taught the kids to recognize trash because they would just walk past all this trash and they would just throw stuff on the ground and they would just walk past it and they didn't recognize trash. So the teachers, they taught these one-year-olds to recognize trash. So then as the first step, the kids would walk by these little one-year-olds and go, huh? huh? And and the teachers would go, that's right, that's right, that's trash, huh? And, they, and they'd be like, okay. And then Kara would say, go to the trash can and throw it away. Huh? That's right, that's trash. I'm so proud of you. And they would praise the recognition. That's right, that's trash. Go to the trash can and throw it away. Huh? And they'd go over there and. You know, I know I sounded like Chaka from Land of the Lost a little bit right there, right? Like way back in the day. And, and, and they'd go over and they'd throw it away and they yay, oh, I'm so proud of you. Their first step was recognizing this trash. And then they would come to the teacher and the teacher would be like, oh, I'm so proud of you. And they would reward that behavior. They would praise that behavior and say, yeah, that's trash, that's trash. But they wouldn't take the trash and throw it away. They said, now you go throw it away. We're to do the same. When we're discerning the different voices in our life, and we come to the Lord with it, and we go, Lord, I think this is trash. He rewards the behavior. He's like, oh, you're, you're my smartest kid. You're awesome. That's brilliant. Yes, that's trash. Okay, Lord, I give it to you. No, no, I've, I've given you authority. I've given you authority. I've given you authority to cast out demons. I've given you authority to tread on serpents. I've given you authority. The power of life and death is contained in your tongue. I've given you power. I've given you authority. You go throw it away. That's right. That's trash. That's trash. Go throw it away. We recognize and we respond. This this passage saying, be doers of the word, it's respond to the word of God. The passage in verse 19, I mean, all these like commands and instructions from our awesome God, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to get angry. I want to speak right now to the, the voices of the, the media and influencers and social media. And politics and everything. Slow to get angry. And there's times I get worked up. I hear something and I get worked up. I just got to walk away. Because I, I, I feel anger brewing, I feel the tempest, the clouds brewing. What do we do when we hear those voices like, oh well it's just it's just news. We need news, right? We need news. Oh it's it's we we need this, right? I don't know. I maybe mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe ask God. Ask God if you need it. What? Yeah, go to the Father with it. Ask Jesus if you need that. Ask Jesus ask Jesus if you can if you'd be okay with it if you didn't have it. There's supposed to be dialogue with the Lord. You guys, there's never been a time in the history of the world with more information than now. We're bombarded with information. We We have it at our fingertips. We have it on our phone. We're never away from it. When you go to bed at night, I imagine you set your phone, you charge your phone anywhere from you know, 10 inches away to 24 inches away when you go to bed, right? Nightstand, so you can grab it, right? Whatever, however long your arm is. I don't know how long this is. However long this is. That's where your phone is, right? That's where you charge it. So even while you're sleeping, you're an arm's length away from information. Information that doesn't always build up. Information that often tears down. Verse 21, so get rid of all the filth and the evil in your lives and humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts. Back to my text message with Cadence. God, God will plant words in our hearts. He'll put things in our hearts and he, and he, he wants it nurtured and he's faithful to water it because he wants there to be a harvest that comes forth in our lives. So different people will speak to it in different songs and different scriptures and different moments. But we still have to be in dialogue with the Lord. And then then there's times he speaks something. I want you to do blank. I want you to go pray for that person. I want you to go touch that person. I want you to go encourage that person. I want you to get up from your lunch table and go to that empty table with the one person, and I want you to eat lunch with that person. I want you to whatever. And we hear it, and then we get, usually get kind of nervous, maybe afraid, maybe resistant, maybe whatever. And then we forget about it. And then at some point, we circle back and we're like, Oh, God, did you want me to do that? Did you still want me to do that? You know what my experience tells me? Usually you're not going to get another bit of instruction until you do that first thing. He's like, I haven't changed my mind. I haven't changed the, the journey that, that I see you walking out and the, and the growth that I see you, that I have for you. And that's part of that growth. That's part of that journey. That's part of you being obedient to me. is part of your growth. So, yeah, I haven't changed my mind about your growth. I haven't changed my mind about you like crucifying that that bit of selfishness in your life and doing an act that is selfless. I haven't changed my mind about that. How do we recognize the voices? The best way to recognize it, and this isn't rocket science, ask God. If you don't recognize the voice, ask God. Lord, is this you? Lord, this, this weird occurrence happened. Lord, I, I, I'm looking for a sign, and this weird occurrence happened. Lord, is that you? Lord, I, asked, I, I needed a word for you, and I heard this Leonard Skinner song, and this line really resonated in my heart. Lord, is that you? Lord, I heard an elevation worship song, and there was a line that just resonated with my heart. Lord, is that you? I just opened up dialogue. recognize and respond. Be a doer of the word. Now here's, here's the part that we just sting at because most of the time he's like, no, that's not me. That's, that's not me. I think I'm right like all the time. I'm pretty sure I'm right a huge majority of the time. And so, so do you. You think you're right a huge majority of the time. We all do. But we can't declare something as gospel that's not gospel. We can't declare something as truth that's not truth. And if we want to know truth is, we run to Jesus. I'm an opinionated guy. I've got an opinion on darn near everything. I do. Best pizza. Anybody want to know where the best pizza is? You do. I'm I'm telling you right now, you you do. It's... uh, it's Mead Pizza Plus off of I-25 and uh, Highway 66, right behind the 7-Eleven. I'm telling you, it's, it's phenomenal. So whether it's the best or not, I don't know, but it's phenomenal. And eat it there. Eat it there while it's hot. Don't take it to go. You're shaking your head. I bet you you took it to go. I bet you you didn't eat it there, did you? Boom. You took it home. Boom. Mic drop. you got to eat it there when it's hot and greasy and dripping. I'm just telling you. No, hey hey, 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 no distractions.) <laughs> but where does my opinion or your opinion end, and our openness to let God speak into our lives begin? Obviously, I use an example of pizza, which is neither here nor there. Well what about like, areas of truth? What about areas of life? Proverbs 18.21 says this, and, and Andy read this in his message a couple weeks ago. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Life and death are contained in the tongue. There's power. The power of life and death are in the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So let me ask you, the words we speak, where do those words normally Like, germinate. Before they're ever spoken, most of the time it's something we've heard. And we either agree with or we disagree with. Either we reject and rebuke or we accept and agree with. It's something we've heard. And then we hear it, and then there comes some sort of agreement or disagreement, and then we speak it. And we've either spoke life or we've spoken death. But either way, there's consequences to the things we say and to the things we do. There's power in it. So I'm, I'm talking right now to people that are followers of Jesus Christ. I'm talking to people right now that, that are the church. And there's a responsibility with what we say. And with what we agree with, and with what we put out there. And if it contradicts the word of God, we have no business doing it and saying it. If it's in direct contradiction to a commandment of Jesus Christ, we have no business saying it, and no business doing it. We certainly have no business agreeing with it, and giving it place in our heart. I don't care what it is. I don't care how afraid you are of confrontation. I don't care how much, we don't want to rock the boat and just kind of please everybody, which we can never do. There's a responsibility we have to speak things that are in alignment with the word of God. Therefore, we have to spend time in the word of God. And not just the written, not just the the logos, but also in dialogue with the Lord, the rhema, the spoken word of God. Holy Spirit, what are your thoughts on the matter? Holy Spirit, you, Jesus raved about you and said you would guide me into all truth. And so I'm, I, I'm smack dab in the middle of uncertainty right now. I, am, I don't know what the truth is. Holy Spirit, would you guide me into truth right now? And we just open up dialogue. And then we sit and, okay, Lord, I, I, think, you're resp- I think you just responded in this. Is that you? And then we respond in dialogue again. I really would love to know what you're thinking right now. I really would. For some it's like a no duh, I've been doing that for years. For others it's like that sounds weird. I just want to come to church and spend my 90 minutes at church on Sundays and you're asking too much. For some it's like oh man, this is challenging. For some it's like well what if I don't hear from God? What if you do? I was thinking about this. I was thinking of that, that recognized portion. And once you recognize something as being God or self or man or the enemy, how do you respond? And I really wanted to have like alliteration in my message. Like just a bunch of teas, trash and treehouse and turntable and Whatever. And I really wanted to have unique answers for each one. But I don't. I have one answer. And it's run to to Jesus every time. Run to him. Lord, is this you? Lord, what are your thoughts on the matter? Lord, what do you think about this? Lord, I don't think I'm supposed to get angry. But I am angry. I heard this video and I'm angry. I look, turn on the news and I'm angry. I look at what's going on and I'm angry. What do you want me to do? What are your thoughts? Can you take away this anger? I don't want to sin. I am angry, but I don't want to sin. So how do I not sin? Whatever the question is, it's all good. The response part is the part I want to challenge each one of us with today. We are called to be doers of the word and not just hearers. Doers of every part of the word. Doers. Doers. Not of our own strength, not of our own works. Doers of his strength, of his spirit. We want it to be a work that brings fruit, not a dead work. Doers. So what should we do? And there's a pretty... Simple stuff that we can do. We can respond with God. We can dialogue with God. And I'm telling you this if you have the tenacity and if you have the endurance to do this, do this. Even if you're not hearing from God, keep talking because at some point you will. Maybe there's a barrier in your life or there's a distraction in your life. There's a noise in your ears that you need to have cleared out first. I keep talking to God, but I'm not hearing from Him. Keep talking because maybe there's things that He's trying to clear out that your heart's just full of because you've been ingesting all this, all these other voices. And, and the Lord's like, I just need my spirit to just breathe fresh air, so just keep dialoguing with me. You'll hear me. right? I'm speaking, you're just not recognizing it. Prayer. And there's something beautiful about the spontaneous, instant prayer. I've even been interrupting people, and I love it. As soon as they're sharing something, And I'm like, okay, we're not gonna segue to another topic. Hey, I'm gonna pray for you right now. Right there, mid conversation. Why do we think we have to wait till the end of the conversation to pray? We don't. We can pray at any time. Someone share something. I'm like, okay, Lord, start. Is there a word you want me to speak? Because I want to pray for them, and then the minute they're done, hey, I want to pray for you. And then uh, I just don't want to jump into a new topic. I'd love to I'd love to hear more. Let me pray for you. It's beautiful. Doesn't it even sound beautiful? Imagine being on the receiving end of that. Doesn't that sound amazing? Being on the end of that spontaneous prayer? Well, friends, we've got to be on the giving end of that prayer. But it's simple. It ain't rocket science. Spending time in His Word. Lord, I need to hear from you. Man, I felt so yucky. Like, a week and a half ago. I mean, I just felt yucky. It was garbage. Because I, I realized I hadn't spent Enough time with the Lord But I was I was ingesting all this other gar- Garbage So Went out on my front porch Left And I normally have my iPad with me So I can jot down a note But I'm like I just don't want distractions I don't want an alert I don't want anything and I just went out there And I'm like Lord I just need to be with you and Truth be told I did go back inside And grab my iPad because I wanted to spend time in the Word and that's I can read different translations but once I spent that time with Him and was just in His Word I'm like oh this is so good oh this is so good but then all of a sudden that, that crummy feeling and it was gone because I actually ate something other than garbage I actually ate the bread of life so the answer to the recognize is open up dialogue with God Answer to the respond, oh gosh. Whatever answer I give, it's going to be about self sacrifice. It's going to be about dying to self. It's going to be about wanting God's will more than we want our will. It's going to be about prioritizing God and taking time to be with Him so that we can grow in Him, so that we can grow in maturity. Talking to him, hearing from him, responding to him. My message is over, and I honestly think I did not drive home the urgency of this message. I I just, I, I don't, this is crucial. This is crucial in our walk with Christ recognizing and responding to God recognizing and responding to the things of the world and I talked about the example of the trash earlier and, and hey I've given you authority you throw it away when, some, when a voice comes against us to tear us down and this is the enemy and it's you're a bum you're lazy you're just like your old man you're not going to succeed you're a failure we have to do something with those we have to recognize their trash and we have to walk in the authority given to us and sometimes it is to out loud say in the name of Jesus I rebuke those lies not by my authority do I speak but by the authority of Jesus Christ and I rebuke that voice and I rebuke those lies and I do not agree with that I am I am not a failure I'm a child of God I am not like my old man I am a new creation I am not lazy the lord has given me inspiration Sometimes we out loud, I rebuke that. I reject that. I do not agree with that in Jesus' name. So we come to the Lord, and as we grow in maturity, he tells us what to do with it. Hey, take that to the trash. Hey, put that in your heart. That's me. Hide that. Write that down. That's good. That's me. Write that down. Make a poster in your office. That's good. we got to respond. We hear something from God, and he's like, man, that's so good, but that's not for you. I mean, it it benefits you, but that's for Caleb. I want you to go give it to Caleb right now. I want you to speak that to Caleb. I, I gave that to you, and it's good. Chew on it. But I want you to share that with Caleb. That's for him. He's going through something right now that he needs to hear that. Lord, help us. Lord, help us. I just think we're, we're, just, we're not very good at this. We're just not good at that, that, that doing part, at that responding part. We just internalize it, and, and we, we process it, and then we forget, and we just do nothing with it. Lord, help us with, with, with evicting the dark things, with the heavy things, with the lies of the enemy, with the fiery darts of the enemy that are meant to tear us down. Help us to reject those, to evict those, and to say, be gone in Jesus' name. Help us, Lord. Sometimes we're not very good. Most of the time we're not very good with that. But Lord, help us when we hear from you to receive that and to draw that close to our heart and to converse with you and to dialogue and to grow in relationship with you. Lord, this goes for all the voices. Help us to recognize and then help us to respond to respond in faith, to respond in vulnerability to you, to respond in wisdom, to respond in patience, to respond as you want us to respond, Lord. Help us. Lord, I thank you that you don't see that as a sign of weakness at all. When we cry out for help, you see that as a sign of strength. So with strength, we call out to you, help us, Lord. We need help in this. We're just not very good at it. all eyes closed I'm going to make this quick if there's anyone here that doesn't know Jesus and you've never given him your life I just need you to know that God's not going to Bogart he's not going to overcome you without it being an act of your will he wants you to call out to him so that he can save you he wants you to place belief in him so that he can save you He wants you to bring your life to him so that he can give you a new life. He wants you to bring the lies so that he can replace it with truth. And if there's anyone here that doesn't know Jesus and has never had that proactive, intentional act of giving to him, giving their life to him, you can do so right now if that's what your heart is just pounding to do, if that's what you're just wanting to do is to give him your life. No one talked you into this, and no one could talk you out of this. So if you're here today and you've never given your life to Christ, but you want to, would you lock eyes with me? Would you raise hand? Would you wave me down with something to say, I want you to know God's doing something in me, and I'm responding to it now. I recognize God speaking, and I'm responding now. Is there anybody? Lord, I thank you that you're at work. Lord, I thank you that you are faithful. I thank you that you don't give us the silent treatment, but you're always speaking. So give us ears to hear. Give us courage and wisdom to respond. And Lord, just make us chatty with you so that we're constantly dialoguing with you, hearing from you, and responding to you. In Jesus' name, amen.